Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, this is a perfect day to do a book uh, review because it's snowing out. We're getting ready to get tuckled in for a good long time. And we have... uh, V.E. Schwab with us, and we're going to call her Victoria and her book. This is the first time we've read one of your books, Victoria, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and it's hands down our favorite Favorite. book of the year. Thank you so much. That means the world. Oh, Oh, it's delicious. Oh, my gosh. Okay, tell us the setup of the story, and then we want to know what inspired you or how you came up with the idea. I don't know which one you answer first for this story. <laughs> of course. Of course. So the setup, kind of the elevator pitch, if you will, is about a young woman in 18th century France who makes a deal with the devil to live forever and ends up cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. So the story follows her through 300 years of history as she tries to leave a mark on a world that can't remember her all the way to New York City when she meets a young man who can. Oh, I mean, <laughs> how I we because we didn't we haven't read your other books. And I know you read some young adult books like the, you've got Shades of yes. Magic, Vicious. And we want to talk to you about your short story that's already been optioned with Netflix. But I mean, we really do love like we love the time traveler's wife. This book reminded us of that. It's such a wonderful epic. Oh, and you. we love the character of Addie LaRue. Loved her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, she was a, a love story 10 years in the making, if you can believe it. I'm, I'm 33 now. I started writing her story when I was 23. Okay. Really? How oh, lucky to have yeah. talent and know where to put it at such a young age. Well, no, what, I mean, what? also nowhere not to put it, right? I mean, I spent 10 years or eight years really not writing it because I didn't feel like I was ready. I didn't feel like I had lived enough or in the ways that I needed to. And so it would take almost a decade for me to feel like I had actually done enough and become enough of a writer to tell the story it's pretty amazing and in you in in the book we're talking to victoria schwab the um invisible life of Addie larue you know when we start out i can't remember what century we're in but 17th century Mm -hmm. and and a young Addie is is kind of making a deal like i don't want to be married i don't want to be with this person blah 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 and then what choice did a girl have in 1763 very few <laughs> not a lot and and i was we were reading something that peter pan kind of inspired this character absolutely so i was i was this is a very very short version i was living in an ex-prison warden's garden shed in liverpool england <laughs> as one does suffice say, <laughs> as one does suffice to say it wasn't my favorite environment and so a housemate would drop me off in kind of random places to hike for the day And I ended up hiking to the very top of this very large rise in the Lake District. And as I sat down, very tired and with nobody else in sight, I thought to myself, I bet this is what immortality feels like. Like I was just very, very exhausted. And I had been studying Peter Pan, this idea of a character who forgets. But at the same time, I was watching my grandmother um, go through dementia and forget my mother. Mm. And the, the pain that my mother had for being forgotten seemed so much more acute than the pain of forgetting. So all of these things started to mull together. I always talk about ideas that are not single entities, really, but ingredients in a meal, if you will. These are the first ingredients that went into the meal that would become Addie. Well, I mean, it is so it's such an intoxicating meal that you've put together. And I tried a couple times to explain to people who I know are book lovers and would love this book. And I just give a little bit of the story I said, but Really, you just have to trust me 
and, and buy it. this book and read it <laughs> because it it's just exquisitely delicious everything and another character that is part of the book is that with Addie LaRue living for all these years that she shows up in art as as a muse but maybe not always the face but she knows it's her and I was very fascinated with that whole part of the story the tour also that we took through the museums yeah. and everything it was really how, how yeah. did that happen well, really, it comes down to this this phrase that's in the book that ideas are wilder than memory, right? And this idea that maybe you can't leave an active, conscious mark on somebody's life, but as artists, we're constantly being inspired by things. And we can't always put our finger on where the inspiration comes from. And muses, of course, are not a, not a new idea, but I started to think to myself, all right, Addie can't take credit for anything. She can't leave a physical mark, but I bet that she could help to influence the idea of art. And in, and in turn, artists can render her. Artists can interpret her. And so she begins to chart her own existence really through the pieces of art that she either influences, that she inspires, that she helps guide and create throughout history. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah, I, I just, was sad. <laughs> I, I was we so sad. Were. We both were when it was over. We just, I cl- closed the book and I was like, damn. I listened to it. I listened to part of it and read part of it. And, and you know, I like doing those things both ways. But this is a book to read, I think. I think so. I loved oh, thank you. reading it. Um, and just your melodic phrases and the way you write. It was so lovely. And you just felt like you really felt for this girl who was invisible. Well, was, but I also, who isn't thought of making a Faustian pact with the devil? Would you do something exactly. to get eternal mm-hmm. youth and beauty, you know, and on the surface or to get out of a situation? Life? Yeah, you know, so it, it you is intoxicating. She was positive about some of the good things that she got out of it. Well, and that's the really interesting thing, right, is so often the Faustian bargains that we read about or that we see, um, they happen to men. Mm-hmm. And so men get to move through history unencumbered, right? They are as free as they can be the most of the time in these stories, and they see everything there is to do, drink everything there is to drink, like experience. And so they end up with this kind of existential ennui. They end up bored. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to write a character who neither had the luxury of just traveling unencumbered, but also would never get bored. Addie can be distilled down to the concept of stubborn hope and defiant joy. Mm-hmm. Those are the guiding principles for her. Okay, oh you're gosh. lovely. Oh, geez. Just the way you talk, Victoria, you're so darling. Okay, so oh, it, it's you. it's funny because last night um, Emma Roberts was on, I think, with Stephen Colbert or something. And, yes. and she's attached to your short story that Netflix is going to produce. Can you talk to us a little I mean, bit about that? this is like breaking news. I know, yeah. So interestingly, it's a year to the day tomorrow since the project first sold to Netflix. I wrote a short story. So I'm gay, and I wanted to write the kind of story I wish I'd seen as a teenager, right? And you pictured it as Buffy meets Killing Eve, but it's about a teenage vampire, a girl uh. who has a crush on a girl at her school, decides she's going to be her first kill. And when she goes to bite her, the girl goes to stake her in the heart. It turns out that her crush is a vampire hunter. Oh. And it's about their families and about, you know, it's a star-crossed lover's tale with many, many twists. And it's just been an absolute joy bringing it to Netflix. Um, Emma and Bellatrice, the production team that, that she runs, 
they're just wonderful. And, and to have the insight and, and the, the companionship and the teamwork along the way has just been, everything has been a dream come true. I mean, that's kind of, that's like all of your, you know, your other books, you know, Vicious and Shades of Magic, you know, and that, that like that young, you you really have tapped into something. I bet that's just going to be amazing what they it do with so it. It sounds so good. It sounds so good. I think of how well the, the uh, Witcher um, Netflix did mm-hmm. with The Witcher, bringing that story. Um, yeah, and I think hopefully between, you know, Stranger Things and Sex Education, there's mm-hmm. a really nice place there for teenage drama yes. that also has genre involved. And I think especially for the queer community, like so often you're told if you're in a story, it's because you're queer. It's because you need a coming out narrative. And sometimes mm-hmm. we just need a queer existence narrative. Sometimes, you know, like our identity, our sexuality, our race, these elements don't have to be the only reason we get to be the heroes of the story. Yes, yes Victoria. Hearing, hearing. I mean, that How is... How exciting. Well, is yes. the invisible life of Addie LaRue, do you want this to become a series, so, movie? What's your actually, dream? <laughs> About three weeks ago, I finally got to announce after four years of work that it's in development as a film and that I wrote the script for it. Oh, okay, I have goosebumps now. Okay. This, that is, <laughs> do you have a cast with it or is it? We don't have a cast yet. We're just, we're just starting the director hunt, if you will. And so, but it has been such a love affair and the opportunity to envision this story that I've lived with so long, not one way, but two ways for mm. the page and for the screen has been such an extraordinary challenge and adventure. I'm just really honored to have the opportunity. I I see Dakota Fanning. <laughs> Addie, for there Addie. There's so many, yeah. I, I know, there's I so many. The she needs a strong... The thing about this story, really, is there are only three characters. Like, right, you're right. It's a triptych. It's a trio. And so the opportunity to bring this young woman who makes a deal with the devil, the devil himself. He's Matt Bomer. The human man who remembers mm-hmm. her. Matt Bomer should be Luke. I mean, Matt Bomer can do anything. I know. I think he should be Luke. Luke. (laughs) Okay, if you're just joining us, we're so delighted. We are being joined by Victoria Schwab. Her new book is um, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. We... Best book of the year. We love, love, love it. Tell us... um, Oh, you're making me blush. (laughs) Oh, no. You are so delightful. I'm sorry we haven't read you before now. But we're Um, going to. We're going to. Can can you tell us, um, Victoria, the last great book that you read? Yes. Okay. The last great book that I read was called The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune. It is maybe the story that so many of us need this year in that it is warm, in that heartwarming found family sense, has a bit of genre, has a bit of representation, is surprising and yet rewarding in all the ways you hope the story will come true. Oh my gosh, we're going to contact them now to be on our show. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever this TJ Clue is. We're going to keep your phone number, I know. Victoria. Sorry, oh my if gosh. We, sorry if you get late night texts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can you, call me anytime. I'm happy to talk books and things that I'm loving. I read probably 100 to 120 books a year, and I'm always happy to talk about what I'm loving. Lori, you're in competition because we have an author a week, Victoria. We we, we really... Oh. And we have for, for years... <laughs> we have for years... Um, uh, done the book things. It's just something we love to read. And, you know, Midwest yeah. people, I think, really do a lot of book reading. And this year, I think people are reading more than ever. And this would, your Absolutely. book is just so good. And I'm sorry that you can't go out on a book tour because you would just be amazing to go and see <laughs> at a bookstore, really. Day. We look forward to meeting one you day. and watching your career and reading you. And thank you so much, Victoria, for your time. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful day. We were, what a treat. Okay.